Ping, hola. How are you? Just woke up, dude. Shit. <laughs> you just wake up. Six a.m. on the East Coast for Australia, mate. <laughs> oh my god! Well, you wanted your tea time experience, and you know how the time difference is in the UK between the Australia, you know. <laughs> yeah, they might get good after that. So that's what I'm doing today. <laughs> how was your holiday? Oh mate, it was <laughs> Saturday. Yeah, was, the original flight got cancelled, so it's Take two flights to the one to get more guides. So basically, what happened? Our flight from I live in Brisbane. I was supposed to go direct uh-huh. to Brisbane to Adelaide, but they got cancelled. So, <laughs> lucky the oh old man, because the old man's um, gold in the frequent flyers. We got emergency flight Brisbane, Melbourne, Melbourne, Adelaide. So we took two flights instead of one. <laughs> <laughs> well, are you excited for this? Are you excited for tea time? Oh, well, mate, well, it's, I've been here for what, two, three months. Well, it's just like if you're getting those kids from the real me, so. Yes, I love it. Um, before we continue, let me give you the intro. So, welcome, guys. This is my regular podcast going from stereo to all streaming sites such as Spotify, Tidal, Apple Music, whatever you use, really. It's probably going to be there. And today, we are crossing all the way from the UK to Australia, down under. This is my fabulous guest tonight. It is Aussie Warrior, guys. Yes. Thanks for having me on, Thanks for having me on. And this is our first time having a conversation on stereo. So it's very, was it? It's very fabulous to actually try and get to know you today, you know? That is correct. Yeah, we were speaking on Discord, but that's it. <laughs> uh, one of the one of the questions I usually ask all my guests on Tea Time is, "Are you aware of Tea Time? Do you know what you're going to get yourself into tonight, today, this morning?" <laughs> I was listening to one, so I don't know. Let's see what happens. Well, you're probably going to be in for a treat. Well, this is a bit of a triggering podcast because it does get a bit deep and usually sometimes emotional, depending on the story of someone. And yeah, the past few episodes have been really heartbreaking and emotional. And hopefully it's not going to get too deep with your life, but we'll see. I'm going to pick your brain today anyway. So we're going to see. We're going to find out. Let's get into this. (laughs) And uh, apologies, guys, if I seem out of breath. I'm a bit on a food coma situation. I just came back from having a late lunch, early dinner. And let's just say I ate way too much than expected. And I feel like I'm giving birth to a baby called Diablo. That's going to be four hours, uh, four hours uh, birth, you know? I love it. Okay, so also another question I want to ask you is, 
um, which is a, in, uh, the most important question of them all, actually. What tea or beverage of choice have you chosen for this discussion tonight? I will be making myself some Earl Grey pretty soon. Yeah. So how do you how do you do your um your Earl Grey? Tell us how. Tell us your technique. Tell us how you do your tea. That's uh, just tea bag in the tea bag in the in, in the cup. Hot water. Leave probably about. Leave a little bit of water on top and stir it. Mm -hmm. So you say two tea bags. So you like it strong, really? No, just one tea bag. Oh, okay, one tea bag. That's okay. That's okay. <laughs> okay, so basically, guys, if this is your first time listening, um, this is basically getting to know an individual life, who they are as they are today. And tonight uh, is my special guest from Down Under is Aussie Warrior. And yeah, we're gonna just see how how your life is. I usually said five subjects, always the same thing. And yeah, before we get into it, let me go through the ditties and we'll get into your first subject of the night. So the first message is from Mikey from Scotland. Hello, Paolo. Hey, Nate. I'm just letting you both know I'll be tuning in. Nate, I hope you had a great time on your wee holiday. It was just a weekend, yeah, but nothing special. <laughs> I mean, how long was the holiday for? A day. <laughs> oh, it was a day. So you you were taking a flight and then you came back the next day, basically. Yeah, just just just, visit, just visiting family. Because well, the kind was oh, first time seeing really my dad's friends since. No, that's so really sweet. Was, it was um, now there's eighty something so through down for that. And mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um, I was there. I think I can hear. Was there all the? Was it? Is it the grasshoppers or those critics that are always making those sounds in the in the nighttime? Oh, mate! It's not. It's just sunrise. It's all the birds on the TV antennas. <laughs> <laughs> so another another question I usually ask all guests as well is. If you can allow the listeners listening live right now, those who will be listening on streaming sites, uh, where you are in the world right now and how is your lockdown situation, if any? Well, yeah, well, if, oh, yeah, for Australia and currently, we have a last lockdown was, shit, when was it? Um, a couple months ago. But besides that, yeah, we are. Well, you see, see the news how, how good Australians been with, with um containing the virus. So yeah, it's mm -hmm. it, it, of course like um, but what airplanes wear a mask in the airplanes, but besides that, no masks. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. How else was that? How was your? I know Australia has tamed it very well. How was the? How was the experience the first time? Because I know when the first time happened, everyone was like, "What the fuck do I do? Like, how should I tame this?" How did you? How did you? How did you receive it like first time round? Oh, mate! First of all, well, because my job's an essential worker, I just work straight through it. Mm -hmm. So course, you I'm say taking, you're an essential but, worker. What do you do exactly? I'm a, um, I work on behalf of construction workers, so doing road projects, footpaths, bus stops, various stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Lovely. Okay, so we'll get into the next 
uh, message. It is from Too Much Posse. Apollo, Aussie Warrior, how are you? I'm in town. No, sorry. I'm heading into town. I'm about to grab a beer and enjoy this tea time session. So I'm looking forward to this one. Happy Sunday, everyone. Yeah, happy Sunday to you, Posse. We have the return of Angel Halo. Evening all, and uh, morning to you, Nate. Just um, <laughs> saying hi. I haven't actually listened to Tea Time before, so this will be my first time. You're taking my Tea Time virginity, listening in. But yeah, have a good show. Yeah, I love it. I love it. And as well, guys, uh, if you are wondering why um, um, Nate is sounding very sleepyish right now, he literally just woke up minutes before this live happened. So he is waking up to this. And I do appreciate you accepting this invitation and talking with me today. No, nah, mate, it's right. Plus, it's, it's only fair you begin to know the other side of the world, so it's only fair. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. And as well, Angel, welcome to Tea Time. This is your first time, so hopefully we are going to be popping your cherry tonight, darling. So, yeah. And before we start, guys, uh, I'm just putting it out there with all episodes. I am accepting donations, and it's going to go for a great cause charity. We'll be um, putting all proceedings to Stonewall Charity, which is a fabulous charity for the LGBT plus community, as well doing help for the Black Trans Lives Matter. So any donations whatsoever, even if it's 99 cents, 99p, wherever you are in the world, that'd be absolutely amazing. Otherwise, if you can't um, donate, that's absolutely fine. Share the show. Sharing is caring. Give us some love. And if you're enjoying the show, don't be afraid to pop in a voice note and tell us if you're enjoying it and um, seeing if you're enjoying Nate's story tonight. And yes, I'm, I'm looking forward to this. So, ladies, gentlemen, non-binary peeps, and Aussie warrior, are you ready for your tea time experience? Let's get into it. Yes. So, based on who you are as you are, your first subject of tea time is a person of influence and admiration. Tonight, your chosen choice is... My mum. Rest in place in three years. So she's been... So she passed. Yeah. Like, like, so, why your mum? Tell us, um, go in detail, why you chosen your mum? Well, if, if, if everyone knows, um, like, after losing a loved one, you, you realise how much the person has impacted your life, and it's been just just over three years since mum passed, and, you know, I, I miss her, but there's yeah, so, so, so many things that, like, so many, so many sweet parts of my in today all face my mum, and, like, of course, over the years, like, we do, like, we, we do, Occasional, occasional fuck up, but, but it's sort of passing on the knowledge, and you know, I'm trying to aim on pass my knowledge to my future kids the way that mum did to me. Because, well, again, if it wasn't for my mum, wouldn't be who I am today. Mm-hmm. No, so yeah, yeah do you want to do you want to go more into detail? Why was there? Why she's such an influence in your life? Well, man, again, like if well, everyone stands, like how important having a parent is. Like, mm-hmm. um, I was reading online the other day in America. You know, kids that don't have fathers have a higher chance of going to jail than do have fathers. 
So having a like an actual like a mother or father in their life changes a lot, a lot of things. You know, I was twenty one when Mum passed, and I was lucky at that age. But but then my sister, she's only like um, I was asked for her, but didn't involve me. Would have been twenty four years marriage last year. So dad, dad, dad didn't just lose his wife and his best mate as well. So it was, and then the hardest thing as well because it well, is the other boy. We didn't know, we didn't know what was going to happen. Like it just passed in the sleep. So that was the best thing. Now, all we uh-huh. know is that um, no, all I know is that again, what's my mum? Wouldn't be who I am today. Wouldn't be the the Wouldn't be the um, well, the guy everyone knows on stereo. Or Discord, mm-hmm. where it works in real life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If you don't mind sharing with everyone, those who probably don't know you, um, unaware of the situation, um, do you mind explaining how your mum passed away three years ago? Yeah, sure, mate. Yeah, it was the morning of April 2nd, 2018. Um, day woke up, I passed three in the morning. Whenever they touched mum, she was ice cold. So, but you're laughing. It's mum passed April second. I got I got the coroner's report December seventeenth, eight and a half months later to find out happened to mum. So we found so, out that she um, she passed from a um, blood clot in the heart, a cardiac myopathy. Mm-hmm. Is that was it? So. You say it took eight months for you to realize your mum passed away. Is that what you're saying? No, mate. Moment, no, mum passed and mum, mum passed in sleep, but we didn't know what happened to mum until December. So the report said mum died, like what's caused the death? Because um, we were just mm-hmm. um spit, spitballing rumors, but no, I was, I was driving from work when we got when Dad got the letter from the coroner, and all here was Dad breaking down. No, no, the hardest thing was um, my my brother called triple zero, which is our version of nine nine nine, and dad doing chest compressions on mum. That was the hardest thing. No, no, the last thing I had mum say to dad the night before was stop snoring, Bill. <laughs> he was on the couch for TV, he fell asleep on the couch. So no, it's been. Three years, and again, well, I miss her, but she's still here. She's still with mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. So it sounds like it, it, like it's been like a shock to you when it happened, really. Yeah, well, it was like she was healthy. Nothing wrong with her. Mm-hmm. And like she had no, she had no health problems whatsoever. No, nothing, mate. She was just blood pressure, but not. No matter what she, she was working, what she was working for like seventy hours a week. Well, she had to raise three kids, run the household, mm. and had to had to work. She had to basically cross, she had to fly all across the country for work. So we really, really believe that stress is what got mum's heart. Well, I'm really was there. I just want to say, I'm really. So I just want to say I'm really sorry for the passing of your mother. That that sounds really disheartening to find out someone who who was healthy 
and still living her life, just passing away at, at any time, you know? Thank you, mate. But yeah, what are you going to say? Sorry, when I interrupted you, what were you going to say? No, I was just saying, no, it was, um, love it, been, but then it's, it's because I'm, I'm, I'm Christian. So the, the night of us passing, probably had 17 people in our house just to be there for us. So it was the, um, the massive outflow of love and loving, caring, the, the, the days passing, the, the days past of mum's, mum's, mum's death. And there's the, um, the, like, I know it's hard to say, but tragedy does bring people closer together. So I haven't seen my uncle in 15 years, and he came with my mum's funeral. No, like, so I was raised, I was raised as a Christian. So two weeks before mum passed, we went to a new church and saying, Maori, which is New Zealander, Cook Island, the Pacific Islander church. So like, well, we're one big family. When mum smiled. So we were there for two weeks, and then when mum passed, they just came here. The night mum's passing, so it's just powerful to see the um the the, the power of you know, like what people go to to make sure you you feel safe. Because like, like we were there for just for two weeks, but felt like we were part of the family. So it's just, it's just the um it's just the power of just the the, the power of who we are as people, mate. That's what. That's what it's all about. Mm-hmm. I just want to ask, like, what is the best moments that you've had um, with the time when your mum was still around? Oh, yeah, well, I'll, I'll go into this in the second one. But it's all the um, overseas holidays mum took me on. Because um, when I was 10, mum said, pay up the mortgage, I'll show you the world. Mm-hmm. So it was on my mum. I wouldn't say how lucky I am because I'm. I'm going to this walk in more detail in the second one. You know, I've been, I've been of course, most of Asia and Oceania. Seen how lucky I am to be to have a phone, to have clean water, to have a bed. So you know, no, then well, I do know pretty kids to um keep your bag at the, at the front of your shirt because the people nick stuff in your bag if you put put behind your back. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Is, there, no, there, yeah. is there is there anything was there is there anything you can actually tell us um without saying um I'll tell you in a second subject is there any other moments you can explain that you want to share I was thinking when, when I want to get um baptized when I was 10 we were in church one day listening to the um the pastor preached, then going home one day, I told mum, I want to get baptised. I was 10 years old. Then mum said, sure, you just need to go forward to study. So, and then another, it's, 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 it's hard to point down just one thing there, mate, because there's a whole life of memories I have that are so important to me. So it's just trying to find one, that's the hardest. Mm-hmm. So it, it sounds like was it? It sounds like your mum brought you up to be um, a good Christian um, child in a way. Basically, am I correct? Yeah, mate. I'm, I'm, I'm still into this day. Mm-hmm. Like occasionally, I just say fuck shit, fuck that. But 
but I'm not going to do it very rarely. And that's why sometimes I'm, I'm, I'm plus no, it just gets to the point where well, I'll, I'll be 25 in October. Like I'm, like I'm, I'm still a baby, and otherwise a baby boomers. But there's so many things that like my mum, like so many things that dad's still trying to pass on from mum. Basically, mm-hmm. the poor dad, the poor dad had to learn how to do the banking, and learn how to do the housework, and learn how to do the cleaning. Because <laughs> that was all mum. But now that after all, like I'm, you know, people, people have who have lost loved ones, like know, know the pain that I felt over the past few years. Yeah, I've, I've gone to more and missing the last one as well. I might have put down the century earlier, but yeah, but like after all, like like after you leave someone close to you, then you see how much impact your life. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I know it, and this must be hard. What I'm going to say, but it must be quite difficult for. Um, uh, such a young age, such as um, yourself, dealing with the process of losing such a, a great figure in life at a young age. No, yeah, yeah it was, mate. Like I said, if it wasn't 21, I'd be in a different state. If I wasn't, was at the age I was. And then, and then when the dad sent me to work two days after mum passed. Yeah, again, if I was younger, I would have done. Like a, a whole different response to what's passing, but I say because I'm always at, I was more in a mature stage. Probably got, probably got, went for a better experience after what happened. But of course, mm-hmm. like it's it's the complete shock because um the day of mum's celebration of life, I couldn't say anything. I just broke down on the podium. I mm-hmm. couldn't say anything, mate. Mm-hmm. What was that? What has your mum taught you in life? To be the person you are now, knowing that you you're you're having gone through the whole rebellious stage of losing that person, what she what what did you keep from that advice before she left? Well, it's always well, it's always willing to always always willing to lend a hand, always be always be able to give help when possibly can. Just and then just, just, just trying to be the best person I can be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all these things, like all these things, like mum learned from her mother, learned from her mother. So it's all passed down through generations. So I do wish one day I could pass the knowledge of mum pass on to me and to my kids one day. Well, I got to have got got to got to find a girlfriend first, then have kids. Mm-hmm. Do you was it? Um, when that happened, were you living with your parents at the time, or were you somewhere Still else? Still living at home. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What? So again, it must a, be it, it must have been difficult for you to be around that situation, really. It was was for the first couple of weeks, but um, because um, we we laid mum down on the carpet next to her bed. Dad had to dad had to um. Uh, what's it? What's it? Um, carpet shampoo when Mum laid down, because because Mum. But the hardest thing was seeing Mum being taken away in, in the back of the um the coroner's van, in the black bag. Mm. But again, like like I said, like seeing the, the the um the outpour of love and care from others, 
that's what was amazing. I mean, like to this day, like if it wasn't for all the friends and family that I've known over the years, I, I wouldn't be who I am today. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and okay, so before we move on, is there anything else you want to speak highly of your mother before we get into your next topic? Oh. <laughs> Well, I did the occasional um, mum would pick on dad for his back looking. <laughs> yeah, this one time mum was away on work. <laughs> we still give shit to dad for this to this day. <laughs> dad was able to burn mashed potatoes. <laughs> burn mashed potatoes. And, no, no, basically, <laughs> mum was away. The kitchen was a smoking mess. <laughs> Oh no, it's the um. No, right now I've got a picture of my mum in the dress. She's she's laying in inside her coffin on my bedside table. It's a beautiful full length white dress we would mum would wear when we were on the Formula on some cruise on, on a cruise ship on a cruise ship holidays. So yeah, she's probably facing east. She's um, she was laying to rest at a cemetery to Madeira for a leave. So I can drive down to any time I want. So you're more, you're kind of like a sentimental person. It seems like you haven't um, given away her stuff. You basically have kept it, basically. Yeah, yeah, mate, my dad still has got mum's, mum's clothes in the closet. And in the way that my dad sleeps, he said his mum's still on the trip. So, so, so dad's still keeping mum's side of the bed as if she's on the trip. Mm-hmm. To this day, because of the double house thing, getting rid of all of mum's stuff, and like to this to this day, dad still wears his wedding ring. He's still married to mum. So you, so it sounds like your dad, your dad, even though he's accepted the passing of um, his other half, he doesn't want to forget the memory of your mother. Basically, that's right. Yeah, he said the um. The only time that it will, because well, like it's, well, of course, like um, there's, there's people who are serious about marriage. I'm saying nothing to the others. I'm saying nothing. <laughs> no, it would have been 25 years last year. And I was saying, you dad met mum when he was working. You know, dad met mum in '92. They got married '94. Had me '96. Had my brother '98. Just the 2000. So. Mm-hmm. No, like How- I said, um, yeah, yeah, mama's dad's best mate, and every day after work, mum, they'll pick mum at work at three o'clock. Then drive from from picking mum up to work and going home. It was their chat time, just talking mm-hmm. when dad drove mum home from work. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is it or was it? So you mentioned that you have a little brother. How I'm sure he had it worse than you did when that happened because like usually when um you're much younger than um you're, when you're much younger than that age it seems like it's much more tougher than for the oldest basically am i correct yeah, of course yeah um Liam's girlfriend right now helps him helps him with the grief but but now but i would say my brother had probably had the best response out of all of us like my, my, my sister still has the occasional breakdown. Well, she's a woman, 
but no offense to that. But that was still no. It was um. It's so baseless. They just stop it. It was the um. Like, like you, you don't expect you don't expect death when people are healthy. Like you don't expect it. So it was the um. It was just the shock of one of mum passing mm-hmm. asleep. But at least mum passed in her sleep. She didn't suffer. She laid to mm-hmm. rest while she slept. So that, was, that was the best thing, at least. Mm-hmm. Before we move on, is there any advice for those listening as well as um, those who will be listening on the streaming sites? Um, what advice would you give to people when it comes to your situation where um, the passing of your mother just happens least expected how what advice would you give them by um telling them like cherish every moment yeah but that's it yeah like um you know cherish every moment you last because you don't know if it's your last or not so like live live every moment to your life to your fullest because you don't know when you're by the bucket like i know it's harsh but you were born to die i know it's harsh but that's the reality of it Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I just want to I, I want to uh, thank you and appreciate you for being raw and honest by sharing this story because I'm not I know for a fact that when it comes to this kind of situations it's never easy to share it out loud especially for those that you are not familiar with uh, shall we say no, no, that's right no it's um like over time, like it's the um, like I've told you, like um, I did a testimony of this when Mum passed with Jess, positive Mama, last month. So, like I so said, I did it with Jess. That helped me a little bit easier. So I just did like just open my heart and say what I wanted to say. So it's only fair that the tea time podcast gets to know the full side of me, not just a half side of me, because like this whole thing is mm-hmm. about getting to know the. In the workings of who I am, so it's only fair to get to know the full scale. It's only fair. Mm-hmm. Do you do you believe was it? Do you believe just sharing your story to others is more of a healing process for you? Well, mate, it's um again, it falls on like if another person, like I've known a person for years, and of course I'll share my story. But but again, it falls on. Like it just falls on certain factors, but yeah, if I get my um friend of my dad's, she lost her husband to MS. So you know, having to see her husband pass over time, that's the hardest. So you know, mum passed in a sleep while dad's friend's husband passed over several months. So seeing seeing him deteriorate over time, that's the hardest thing because you can't do anything about it. So again, mm-hmm. there's a little advice mm-hmm. everyone listening to this podcast or either now on stereo or elsewhere. Cherish every moment that it's your last because you don't know when it'll be your last. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, moving on. Are you are you ready to move on? Let's do this, mate. Next segment. Okay. 
So before we get into the next subject, um, making a web for everyone. Um, for those coming late, welcome. This is my regular podcast, going from stereo to all streaming sites. Um, Tea time with Paolo Pereira, basically. Tonight is my special guest from down under um, in Australia, which is Aussie Warrior. And we just went through the first subject, which was his mother, who, re- uh, who sadly passed away three years ago. And just share the story of um, her passing, his healing, and everything else. And yeah, this is a, a regular podcast, getting to know someone's um, individual's life, getting to know who they are as they are today. So moving forward, um, let's get into your next subject. So based on who you are as you are today, your next subject of Tea Time is a location slash destination of fond memories. Tonight, your chosen choice is... Singapore. Singapore. Oh, why Singapore? Well, I call it my second home because I've been there three times. Like, it's, it's so clean. You get a fine for spinning chewing gum. That's how clean it is. Oh, really? <laughs> no, but the, but the um, the MIT network is so smooth. Like, you can get from Chinatown to the harbour front in five minutes. It's so smooth. And you've got, you got Universal Studios there. You've got the zoo. You've got the night zoo. Malaysia's only an air away. And then Singapore, it's the biggest airport in the world. So like it, it takes it takes eight hours for Brisbane to Singapore. The last time I was there, we we were there for one night because we used that as a thoroughfare to catch a cruise from Singapore to Shanghai. So like it's like I'm, I call Singapore my second home. Like it's um my first time there it was summer holiday of 2011-2012. We were there for two weeks. We basically did all of Singapore, did the um. A day trip to Malacca in in Malaysia, where I told this funny story. Um, we were in Malacca. Dad went to use one of the toilets, and then one local was chasing Dad to say, "Paper toilet paper, paper toilet paper." <laughs> uh, no, that was funny. And Dad still says tell stories to this day. And no, if it wasn't Singapore, I'd say, well, here Australia, Brisbane, where I live. So I've been here for fifth. I've been here for. 15 years. Well, again, it, like, it all depends on the person's perspective on what the four memories are. Like, it all depends. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And for someone was it, such as myself who's never been to Singapore, can you explain to the listeners like what kind of um, what type of country it is? Like, what can you experience there? What is the like the best moments that you've had there, mate. Singapore, I'd say it's it's supposed to fourteen hour flight from the UK where you're at. I think, mm-hmm. if I remember correctly, you can go via Emirates or Singapore Airlines get there or whatever you find easiest. But um, it's Singapore's it's a small island nation off the coast of Malaysia. No, it's, it's the cleanest country in the world where. This is like this to get a car in Singapore. You have to live there for ten years. You have to pay the government to have a license because the government in Singapore is trying to minimise greenhouse gases. Trying to everyone to use the, the MIT, which is their train system, it's underground. 
So every time we go into mm-hmm. Singapore, we like usually catch a text from the airport, get to the hotel, and use the MRT to get around or just walk around. Usually try to stay in Chinatown in the middle of everything. Usually get the fried rice. It was a beautiful fried rice. It's and but the Starbucks there, we have Burger King. It's yeah, the main the um the language is called Singlish. Mainly English, part parts Singaporean and some. It's an amazing place to go to. It's like if they're for a day or a couple of weeks. Like it's an amazing place. You got um there's a zoo in Singapore. They have zoo, you have a night zoo where you can drive around. I've been done that once. If you want to go to Malaysia, it's across the border. You can, you can you walk across, you can catch a bus, you can, you can hire a rental car, you can do that. But yeah, of course, you have to stop at the border, get out of the car, go through customs. Then you get your car scanned by the, by the customs guy downstairs where you get yourself. Like it's 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 unlike kind of what the EU was like. We could drive straight from the borders. It's the um, stop at the border, get your passport checked. It's it's a beautiful place. And once Australia opens, like Australia's kind of got a travel bubble over to New Zealand. But currently, mm-hmm. discussing to open a travel bubble to Singapore because well, with COVID, and now with India, all the guys are in. Like the Cummins, the Cummins trying to stop. Any imports to cause any more outbreak because last year we had that massive cruise ship failure, Drew Princess. That's what caused most of the most of the outbreak in COVID last year. And no, in Singapore, like they've had like what was no cases at all in Singapore. That's how clean they are. Yeah, I'm looking at was I'm looking at everything. So let me give everyone an explanation on what's um, how Singapore is. Um, like as it is. So modern Singapore was founded in 1819 by Sir Samson Raffles as a trading post for the British Empire. Um, in 1867, the colonies in East Asia was reorganized and Singapore came under the direct control of Britain as part of the strange settlements. During the Second World War, Singapore was occupied by Japan in 1942, but returned to British control as a separate crown colony following Japan's surrender in 1945. Singapore gained self-governances uh, uh, governances in 1959 and in 1963 became part of the new federation of Malaysia um, alongside uh, Malaya, North Borneo and Sarawak. And was it has been an independent country ever since. Um, after years of turbulence and despite lacking natural resources and hinterland, the nation rapidly developed to become one of the four Asian tigers based on the external trade, becoming a highly developed country. And was it? It is ranked ninth on the UN Human Development Index and it has the second highest GDP per capita in the world. And it's just so it's quite it's, uh, extraordinary how even the health, like the healthcare. Wait, let me just go to the healthcare bit. Singapore has generally effective healthcare system, even though health. Um, the health are relatively low for developed countries. The World Health Organization ranks Singapore healthcare system as sixth overall in the world in 
in its World Health Reports. In general, Singapore has the lowest infant mortality rates in the world for the past two decades. In 2019, Singaporeans have the longest life um, expectancy on any country at 84.8 years. Females can expect to live an average of 87.6 years with 75.8 years in good health. The averages are lower for men, and Singapore is ranked number one on the Global Food um, Security Index. So it seems like whatever they're doing um, there right now, it seems like they're 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 creating such a unique and life longing um, like country itself, basically. It is, yeah. So it's basically um. Like I said, to get a, to get a license, you have to you have to be there for ten million years. It's it's a lottery, so the government only give probably about they'll give so many licenses out because they're trying to bend the buyers, greenhouse gases. So that's why there's the highest highest average on on amount of light in life because they're trying like it's 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 so beautiful there. It's like, like because we're in this is right on the equator, like, like you don't expect it to be so beautiful. Like it's like everywhere you go, you got um. You know, where I usually stay in the center of Chinatown, you got Starbucks five minutes up the road. You got um the train station look right underneath the hotel. Like you run of everything. It's like it's and then I mean if you go to Ireland off um you got. It's called um, what is it called? Give me one sec. Um, what's the island called? Uh, what's like that, Paolo? <laughs> one sec, mate. <laughs> no worries. I was gonna say I'm looking at pictures of Singapore. It looks like such a a modern, futuristic kind of like country. Like, it just looks like, shall we say, a very artistic kind of like futurama in a way. It is, yeah, and then off the um. But part of the um, Singapore is got Sentosa Island that has Universal Studios Singapore. Bear with us, guys. He's looking up something. <laughs> yeah, it's got beautiful, beautiful beaches. It's got hotels, Hard Rock Hotel. It's even got one of those cable lifts across the bay. Like, it's a beautiful mm-hmm. place. Like, I want to live there, but it'll, it'll cost a lot. <laughs> it'll cost a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, it's, it's a beautiful place. It's, um, yeah, once Australia opens the borders again, I want to get there again, but probably not in a couple of years. <laughs> I'll probably stay so far in Australia until we get the gold clear to fly, fly out of country again. <laughs> Only <laughs> wait for a couple of years. <laughs> mm-hmm. The one that was it. The one thing I have an issue with when it comes to Singapore, though, is was it is the tolerance of the LGBT plus community there, because even though it does state that this the slowly um, changing the attitude towards the community. It still doesn't recognize same-sex marriage. It doesn't recognize giving the rights to the LGBT plus community. It seems like was there. 
if I was to go there, they wouldn't have a problem, but they would have issues if I was to, like, want to get married myself or something like that, you know? No, of course, yeah. Because where it is, it's a very um, very Asian stereotypal country. It's like it's... um. You've got the Chinese part of town, you've got the, um, like, it's, uh, it's, it's <laughs> mostly based on Chinese customs, because, like, you know, in China, that they ban same-sex marriage, and it's, like, it, it's a slow process, but they are slowly going there, but because, like, because, because um, well, because where Singapore is, they're trying to keep mm-hmm. the same, like, the, the, like they're trying to outbrand to what other countries there is, and so about the cat, mate, I'm speeding up, if you can hear her. <laughs> Oh, Kitty Warrior. <laughs> Shut up, Lexi. Come, calm down. Lexi just wants a hug. No, she's hungry, mate. No, so. <laughs> no, you're on the men. Like, it's. Like, it's, it's so advanced. Like, I'm not amazed. It's. Like, it's, it's not looking into. Um, like, have you watched Astro Boy? I have watched Astro Boy, yes. Basically, that's, that's what it is. Like it's, it's it's a beautiful place. Like you can, like the, like the, whole, the airport is potentially half an hour to walk from one end of the airport to the other. That's a massive it is. Mm-hmm. Well, it's, so it's the the Sorry, I wanted to. It's the best airport in the world. Mm-hmm. I wanted to ask you. So you mentioned that you have great moments with your mother in Singapore. So can you explain? Well, again, yeah, the um, yeah, I've, I've been there three times. Like I said, it is the um, Singapore trip. The first time that was my first time, well, overseas on the overseas flight. So that was second it, it was my first overseas flight holiday. Where we where we were in in a different country for two weeks. It's the um, looking back, like I've been there a couple of times, but after that, but I was just a stopover. But since then, it's like it's like I want to go back then to relive what I did back in those days. Mm-hmm. But was it? You keep saying it's a beautiful place, but I I wanna I wanna know, I wanna have you share with everyone what are the best moments with your mother when you were there. Hmm. Bear with us, guys. <laughs> no, sorry, most things you know what I mean. No, I'd say um, the Singapore Zoo, damn, is a beautiful white tiger. Absolutely, absolutely beautiful. Um, like I still got a shirt from that. When, when sing- it's in my closet right now. I don't know if I can fit into it. <laughs> like it was absolutely beautiful there, and and then I told the story about Malacca. We were there about the, the dad being chased down with a toilet paper money. <laughs> no, mm-hmm. but it's the um the reason why we went overseas is to, is to show how lucky we are. That's why we did the Malacca trip. Because like just then seeing like houses being built out of like um, aluminium boards and showing it just showing how lucky we are to actually have like proper houses, have actual flushing toilets, have like proper running water. Like just shows how lucky we are to have always. Things, things we take for granted, mate. Because, like, in places mm-hmm. like, like, in social China, we don't have things like we do. But we only have one child in, in, in Singapore. Like, it, it gets to the point where, like, we're slowly taken off as our own, but 
are still stuck in probably in China's shadow. But they are slowly trying to make their own impact on the world by doing what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And again, was there? Is it your is it your mother's favorite place to go as well? I also have no idea, mate. I think the first place my mum. Oh, I forgot this one. In Singapore, is a place called the Marina Bay Sands. It's um fifty-seven stories tall. Being my mum, he would always try to um she would always try to piss off my dad in some way. So, no, my dad is afraid of heights. <laughs> Took dad to the highest point in the hotel. Talk to the observation deck and made him make him stand on the edge of the balcony. He worked himself so high up, and your mum would always try to find ways to make dad make dad scared. But and again, that's, that's the things you miss. Like it's, it's, it's little things you miss about them that you, you live back as memories, mate. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is there anything else you want to discuss further with this topic before we move on? Uh, nothing I think of, mate, but if I do, we'll bring it up later on. <laughs> cool, that's fine. Okay, let's get into your next subject. Based on who you are, as you are, your next subject is a piece of uh, music of influence and admiration. So this could be a song or an album of any kind. So tonight, your chosen choice is... The song I chose, it's a um a Christian song. It's um it's called Why I Cry by the Guffy Vocal Band. It's an an American um like um southern gospel band. It's um it's what my parents, what my mum was, was listening to, and I've listened to it right, listened to it right recently about well like um yeah when when a person like when I break down, he breaks down. I'm talking about. Jesus Christ. Well, obviously, everyone knows I'm, 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 I'm not getting pastoral. I'm not preaching here. <laughs> I'm just passing on my life knowledge. But, um, yeah, that's fine. That's fine. The basically, the story of the song basically means that, um, like, um, when when we feel torments and hurts and, and feel like we want to rip our hair out, he also feels that as well. Because, like, um, like, like, we do all these things trying to trying to live a perfect life, but at the end of the day, like we do so much trying to get the end of the road, but we just end up in the same place every time we do it. So why, why is this song such an influence in your life? Well, this came out, let me, let me check. Uh, where is it? One sec, please, Chief. <laughs> It came out 2007, so I was 11 years old when this came out. One second. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Pardon me. Yes, yeah. This came out when I was 11, so this is one of my first actually listening to music, and this is the first album I purchased. So because I, I was in I was in a Christian private school at this time, this is basically what I listened to because I was in the um I was only 11 years old, so I wasn't learning much, but um. I've been listening more to it now. Like, I listen to the story of a song because, like, it's... it's When I'm feeling low, I put something like this on of a song we um, carried mum down the aisle of. I'll show that thing later on, but... um, 
No, it's just the um the little parts that we try to do. It's, it's sometimes we can't do anything at all, mate. And that's what you're just gonna do what you can sometimes. So that was it. Tell us uh, tell us a little bit about the song. Because um uh, when I when I when you told me the the title of it, it seems like um shall we say uh, an emotional emotional song. Yeah, it is. I'll just, I'll just pull up the lyrics. Okay, so basically it's... um. One sec there, pal. It basically, basically means um, when... Basically the chorus is, when I cry, you cry. When I hurt, you hurt. But also someone takes a piece of you too. It basically just means when, when, when we're feeling hurt or losing someone or we've done something, he also feels our pain as well. So it's... Um, it's good to know that when we when, when we feel pain, we're not alone in our own pain. And like I was saying earlier in the first segment, um, when Mum passed, it's just it's just it's the outflowing of love and care that was amazing. And listen to this, like, just proves how how lucky we are to have such care around us, just to be there for us when something when shit happens in life. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking at the lyrics as well. So, part of, uh, this is part of the lyrics. So, alone in the dark, facing my hands, crying out to you, Lord, there's never been a time in my life. There's uh, so much at stake. There's so much to lose, but I trust it to you. You'll bring me through. And it helps me know, helps me to know that I'm not alone. Like, I know, I know this is, what's it? This is relating to your mother obviously but it's was it do you it sounds like okay so what I'm about to say is it sounds like you're still trying to heal from this situation after three years am I correct yeah yeah mate every, every day mate but like it's like, like every day gets easier but, but every time I listen to something I'm always like I'll just, I'll, just, I'll just take a moment and just breathe like it's mm-hmm. like you like you don't know you don't know what a person feels losing loved one until you experience it yourself. That's why I found out when I lost mum. It's like it's like so many things that um and like like um when when mum passed, Dad put all of our family photos on the wall in our living room. So every day I see mum's photo, but to this day, I can't listen to mum's voice. Every like if he, if hear mum's voice in the recording, I just break down in tears, mate. Yeah, for example, in mum's funeral, grandma, mum's mother, without telling us, because on um, the year before we did the um, Christmas service from, from grandma's church, dad yeah. recorded it. So without telling us, grandma played mum's section on the video without telling us. I couldn't watch it, mate, because, well, it's. Well, mum passed eight days before this. So it's the. um. To this day, like I can look at photos, but I can't listen to her voice because mm-hmm. it just brings me to tears. Like, is there was it? Have you found ways? Have you found ways to like? I know you're still healing, and sometimes it takes longer and much more longer, um, especially in your case, to accept the fact that she's gone, but. Have you found ways to try and tell yourself, I I need to really move on. I need to live my life 
like for the better because like i know was it i know your mom has been such a figure and, and such an icon in your life but sometimes was it sometimes it can be like i know it'll be difficult to leave it in the past and move on but have you tried ways to move on yeah i'm trying, I'm trying to pass mate but um like like, a, like in, in the first section like like mum was a massive part of my life so it's like forgetting mum that that's losing probably the half of my memories mate because most of my memories is, is off mum so if I if I forget about mum that's like I'm forgetting all about all the memories I've had so like I, I know it's going to be hard but at the, at the end of the day what I'd rather forget mum in turn forgetting all the memories I have of her or just or at the end of the day, just remember the memories and learn from the pain to make better choices. Like I'm not necessarily was there. I'm not necessarily saying like That's forget right. about your mom. It's right, mate. No worries. I'm not not. No, but what I'm trying to say is I'm not necessarily saying forget about your mom or like stuff like that. I mean, like, have you have you figured ways to? progress um progress to continue life and still have your mum uh, like around in some way no of course mate like like i just remember the happy memories like the like the memories where we have like had a good time or laughed or just remember a very remember something that's like at at, at any end of the day like like the the things that um that perk you up uh, they're very they're distinct to who the person is so for me it would be thinking of like the Singapore where my mum put dad on the top story on the sands or or just family holidays but again like to each person it's just a different memory that pushes them on to feeling better like it's, mm-hmm. it's the different for every person mate. I want to say, I, speaking regarding this, you say it was that you say your mom, or your dad still has the wedding ring from your mother. Um, yeah. Has it? Has there? Has there been any discussion whether you will pass that ring onto like your future um, person to be? Uh, nothing yet, mate. But when, when it comes to it, but I, I, I think my brother will do it first because. Um, Nina's girlfriend have been dating for a couple of months now, but no, but again, it, it all falls all falls down to what Dad says. But no, it all, all falls down to what Grandma and Dad says because when Mum passed, everything went through Grandma and Dad because it's because it's Mum's mother, so it was it was her having to make the hard decisions, but like um, what size casket, how much to pay, how much everything. It's no, but what was amazing when Mum passed, she had probably. A, like, like she had so much money in her super and her in her life insurance, we paid the whole house off. So the house is out, mm-hmm. it's not out, it's not it's ours down, it's not the banks. So thanks to mum, they paid the house off, paid off the um, paid off the funeral, and no, it's like it's no, but every day, like I keep reminding myself how like how lucky I was to have these years with mum. But then there's some people that. But that were that are orphans who don't know who their parents are. So just having those years with mum, I was lucky to have those years at all. 
So let me give also let me give everyone a brief lowdown on your chosen song of influence. So the song is called "When I Cry" by the Gaither Vocal Band. Gaither, sorry about that. Gaither Vocal it's, Band, it's and they are they are an American Southern gospel vocal group named after its fa- um, founder and leader, um, Bill Gaither. Uh, on March 1st, 2017, it was announced that the Gaither Vocal Band lineup consists consisted of um, uh, Reggie Smith, Wes Hampton, uh, Adam Crabb, Tob Sottles, and Bill Gaither. Either the group started out recording contemporary Christian music in the, um, in the 1980s. It became known for Southern Gospel after the popularity of the Gaither Homecoming videos. And the lineup has been consistent ever since. There's been so many um, coming in and coming back. And basically, one second, the song comes from the album Loving Life, released in 2008. And the genre is Christian gospel. And let me just quickly find this out. One second. And um, it won an award at the Grammy Awards in 2009 um, for the best Southern gospel, country gospel, or bluesgrass gospel album. So this song, this song was quite um, valid and quite recognised by the the Grammys, basically. Yeah, it was. Yeah, because um, yeah, at this time when it was um, it was Bill Gopher, Guy Penrod. Marshall Hall and West Hampton wasn't was in the band at that time, so like it, like it did like it did say that over the years it's changed members and you know West and Bill only ones from the remaining in the group from that album that remains in the group. Mm-hmm. No, so it's the um like I said I was only eleven years old when this came out, so listen to this like mum put this on when driving to church. So listen to this, it's the um. It's, it's it's the little things within the song, just like um, like it's it things in the chorus. If I read back, um, where is it? And then here we go. Yeah, basically, yeah. So it's um, in the chorus, yeah. When I cry, you cry. When I hurt, when I hurt. When I lost someone, it takes a piece of me too. When I fall on my face, you fill with grace. So basically, it's just actually proves that you're not alone in in your struggle. That's what basically, basically means. It's like you always have someone there to, someone as a, a, a shoulder burden. So like, I was, I was always reminding myself when Mum passed that, that like like this wasn't the end. Like I, I, I will I will see Mum again, because I'm I'm Christian, so I believe in the, the second life, the second raising. So it's the um, it's just about like I do miss her, but she's still here. If if, if you know what I mean, there, mate. Yeah, so because your mom passed away three years ago, and this song was released in two thousand and eight, at that time was it was it um, shall we say it wasn't really meaningful back then until that moment happened, and then you saw it the true meaning of the song really. Now, of course, in and and then the song we use for carry mummy out its um. Heaven's Shore by David Phelps. It's the song we carried mum out. It's um, mum would play it every day going to church, and 
the grandma thought it was the perfect song to carry mummy out. So actually, I'll pull up a song so I can pass on to you across um, the messenger, Paolo, so you can take a look at it. Give me one sec. So these are the two songs that basically have led me to be who I am nowadays. Uh, here we go. Okay, let's see. Um, share. Um, copy. Okay. Okay, just sent you the things to your message. I like the other song. Mm-hmm. No, it's basically just basically means that um, no, listen to the song every day like it brings tears to my eyes because it's a song we carry mum out in her. It's a song I carry mum out of the church with, so it's the hardest. Like to this day, I still have makeup on my suit jacket. Mm-hmm. Three years, I still have makeup on my suit jacket from that day. Mm-hmm. So, um, guys, what Nate has sent me is a song called Heaven Shore by David Phelps. And this is the song that um, was played at his mum's funeral. And, yeah, I can see was I can see from the lyrics why this was uh, the chosen song um, when this happened. Yeah, it was, yeah. Let me just pull up my iPad. I'll pull, play a little five-second interval. Give me one song, just line it up. Well, again, it's all... Stare only five one second there, Paolo. Little background intervention here. Where are we? Um, okay, I'll do it from the core. Bear with oh, us, sorry, guys. Do- yeah, sorry, guys, do a little bit background intervention. <laughs> one sec. Oh, no, what? What? <laughs> <laughs> No, I need more of a better song. Where are we? Um, lyrics. Where are we? Um, where is it? Um, no, I'll just read it out loud. It basically just means that um, it, it, was, it was written as like it was written as um one of those sea shanties that everyone basically just means that um on heaven's shore I'll see my loved ones on the tearful glad reunion. So basically, you'd see um. Basically, it's just a promise, saying that um, like um, because of who I am, like this song resonates so much to me because um, like Paul said, this is the song that we um, this is the song we carried mum out of the church with. It's the um, yeah, mum loved this song, and to this day, we um, whenever the song comes on my when I'm shuffling, when I'm driving to work, I just um. I just remain silent and listen to it. Listen to the melody. It's it's the if you listen to, listen to it later, Paolo, you understand why it's a beautiful song. But it's it's the um like it's 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 the um it, it, just and then and then the last second second chorus on heaven's shore, see my loved one do a part, no more. So it's it's, it's just it, it basically it's a promise of saying that one day I will see mum again. It's I just don't know when, mate. It's it's the um, I, 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 I know I see mum again. It's and then what dad said to mum's funeral that when dad sees mum again, he'll run to her. Mm-hmm. And that's mum's mm-hmm. no again, like um, like I, I know this sounds weird, but, but um, when 
the people who have lost loved ones knows how knows this feeling. People who have lost loved ones. Mm-hmm. Okay, is there anything else um, with this topic before we move on? Yeah, nothing I can think of, mate. Um, let me just one sec. No, I think no, I think I'm just I think I'm just rambling on there, mate. I think I think I'm just rambling on. <laughs> you're waffling. You're waffling. <laughs> <laughs> it's not the waffle show. That's that's the wrong time. <laughs> it's not the waffle show. <laughs> okay, oh, don't, mind me, don't, don't mind me. I'm, I'm just having a nervous breakdown. Don't worry about me. <laughs> I don't have a nervous breakdown. Come on, you're strong. <laughs> Okay, no, so right. let's... I'm, I'm, just being, I'm just being an ass. Don't worry about it. I'm just being an ass. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's move on. Uh, guys, if there's any questions whatsoever you have for Aussie Warrior, now is the time to do so because we are uh, always into the end of the show. Um, okay, so let's get into your next subject. So, based on your life, who you are, as you are, your next subject is... A television series slash movie of inspiration and influence. Tonight, your chosen choice is... I've chosen Courageous. It's made by the Kendrick Brothers. They are a group of... um. Again, I've chosen another another Christian... This is... um. It was made by Kendrick Brothers. They are... The, 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 the movie director is based out of Georgia. They make mm-hmm. beautiful movies... Um. And one I've chosen, it's basically the same same story. Um, but it was instead of losing a mother, um, the um, Blake Harris lost a daughter. It's basically like, but the story's about like um, how to be gracious and moving on and and honouring the memories. Um, I'll just I'll try pull up the um, the actual plot of it for you, pal. In one second, a little background demonstration. One second, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Don't mind me. Uh, courageous movie. Here we go. Okay, so basically, it's the um, it's a 2011 American independent Christian drama film directed by Alex Kendrick and written by himself and his and, and their brothers. So it's um, it was filmed in Albany, Georgia, and it was uh, marketed by Sony. So basically, it's um, let's oh, a little um, little background. Uh, so basically, it's it's a story of um. The lead character, um, he, he he's a cop, so he's seen the rough every day. But um, one day he was um, his daughter was killed by a drunk driver. So basically, the, the story is all about like um, like um, like how uh, how are we supposed to move on after leaving someone we love, but then able to honor their memory? It's a it's a beautiful movie. Like I listen, watch it every watch it every time to this day. But it's it's a um, oh. Like um, this is um basically it's a thing about a father stepping up to be like um a good image to their to their um loved ones, which in this basically like um it's it's a twisted metaphor, but basically it's um basically just it just means that like um no sorry mate. <laughs> So let me was it? Let me give the info for everyone, basically. So Courageous is the 2011 American independent Christian drama film directed by Alex Kendrick and written by Kendrick with his brother Stephen Kendrick. It is the fourth film of by Sherwick Pictures, the creators of Flywheel, 
facing the Giants and Fireproof. Filming in Albany, Georgia concluded in June 2010. The film was marketed by Sony's Preference um, Films, which also marketed their previous um, films. And who um, the film who directed by Alex Kendrick, who co-wrote its screenplay with his brother Stephen. Alex Kendrick also stars in the film, uh, along with Ken, Ken Bevel and Kevin Downs. Uh, above half of the cast and crew were volunteers from Sher- Sherwood Baptist Church, whilst the remainder were brought on through invitation-only auditions. The film um, was produced with a budget of $2 million, uh, but its opening weekend, it grossed $2 million in pre-sales alone and grossed $9.1 million total by the weekend. And da, 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 one second. Overall, um, it um, revenued $35.2 million, um, in the box office. And one second. In October 2020, the Kendrick Brothers announced a re-release of the film, maintaining the original storyline with some scene changes, but adding a 10 years later sequence after the original film's ending. ending. Have you watched the re-release? No, I haven't, actually. Uh, until now, did a re-release. After, yeah, after, this after, came after, out. This came out just a couple of months that. back, actually. You have to find that. I have to buy that because um, I've got the um, I've got the original DVD and I watched that very recent. Like it's it's a beautiful mm-hmm. film and um, and, uh, well, let me just um, the basically just it's a like I said it's it's a. Basically, it's just um story of um a father who lost their, lost his daughter and trying to honor her memory by being the best best father he can be and creating a resolute like it's well, there's some funny scenes one move in the movie it's um it, but it's it's a really meaningful film because like again like this is a, a person who's lost their their loved one in in like in middle in, in like in the blue like you didn't expect it. So in in both scenarios in my life in the movie, the lead character lost has lost their loved one in in like like in just like in like just instantly like with no with no previous impact. So it's no, it's a beautiful film. My mum bought it years ago and I watched it to this day. It's quite extraordinary how majority of the film cast was actually volunteers from uh, yeah, well, the church. Yeah, it was yeah, because um, yeah, because um, I've I've got all four of those movies on, on at home and on DVD, and it's um, yeah, most of the volunteers are from that church. Like it's an actual church in Georgia, so mm-hmm. I filmed all of this, all of this in in that suburb, and like um, yeah, some of the cast, like the guy that plays um, Nathan, he's in another film in Fireproof, so most of these mm-hmm. actors are in, in, in the other films in the series. So like it's just it's good to see that people that actually run a church actually can make big moves like this that are seen in cinemas. Mm-hmm. So and I want to ask you. Yeah, go no, ahead. I'm go saying, ahead. Go ahead. I'm saying so. It's not just all those big wigs, all those big big producers, all those like Paramount, all those big ones. So no, you were saying right. I was gonna ask you how did how did you find this film in the first place? How did it come around? Well, I think my mum just bought it one day from the um from, from the um from the bookshop. I found it one day on because um mum bought the um 
we because we bought the original three flywheel fireproof and face of the giants in a um in a in a three and one set. So when Mum saw that they released another, another movie, Mum bought it, and I've been watching it to like it's rated M. It's the first movie from them that's actually rated M, which is for us. It's the um, I think that's PG thirteen for you guys. I think okay. Mm-hmm. For us uh, here, it's actually um, PG twelve. Okay, so yeah, for us it goes G P G M M A fifteen plus R eighteen plus here in Australia. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was the first film made by them was actually rated M. No, uh, it's, it's a uh, it's a beautiful story. It's um oh, don't mind me, sorry mate. <laughs> no, it's the um no, to this day when 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 he's speaking the final scene at the end, like I keep it breaking down because it reminds me of mum. So was it? Give a give a little detail what the plot is about. Okay, I'll just I'll just, I'll try to spitball a little, little Cliff's Notes version of the um the plot. Okay, so basically it's um, where are we? Okay, so the characters um, so Adam Mitchell he's the um the main character, and then you got Nathan Hayes that's the um his partner. So basically, it's um, so so one day whilst he was on um, on break, uh, Adam's daughter Emily, nine years old, she was killed by a drunk driver, slammed on the slammed on the side of a door, and then during the rest of the film, like um, he, he says, okay, so it's, this is direct from online. He says he decides he must be a better father and creates a dedicated resolution to honor God mm-hmm. in every aspect of his family. And then all of his friends joined up and all of us just shows like and the rest of the film shows how these men take this resolution to change their lives for the better. And then at the end of the film, actually filmed it inside the actual church itself. Uh, after somehow pulled us up on, so I don't have the actual script here. One second. Sorry, mate. <laughs> the boss is, um, boss you're saying at the end, like, um, where are you, the men of courage? Stand up if you're a, a man of God. So, mm-hmm. and the film just shows, just shows all the, um, like every father willing to, willing to show more, show more of, of God in their, inside their home, trying to lead, lead the family in His image. No, so it's just a, like a, again for everyone that does that doesn't, they're not, they're not like me, they're not Christian. We know this movie. It's it's not stri- Christian. It's a really good film. I recommend watching it because it's not strictly Christian, but it's um, yeah, it's the same thing. I was saying to Jace the other day. He listens to Christian rock music. Like you don't have to be Christian to listen to Christian rock music. You can you can you don't have to be Christian to to want to watch Christian movies. Like, it's a good movie, nonetheless. Yeah, I mean, like I I sometimes listen to. Um, Shackles praised you by um, um, Mary as a Mary Mary. You know that song, right? Uh, no, but um, so other know of um, oh, uh, I need to, I'll just do my iPad and iPads right next to me. Um, where are we? Uh, one second. No, but you said it. You said it correctly. You don't necessarily need to be Christian to listen 
or watch this kind of like content, you know? Yeah, because like you're saying, like you, you don't have to be, you don't have to be religious to listen to this, listen to this shit. Like you don't have to be religious to watch this shit. You can watch it whenever you like, and if you don't like, it, just turn it off. That's all I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Like, if you if you don't like, it, just just don't just don't watch it. But at the end of the day, it's like it's like I think you can watch it online. I'll see if it's on. I'll just check if it's on iTunes. One second. If it is, people can watch it online. Hmm. Bear with us, guys. He's doing his research. <laughs> yes, it is on iTunes. So people can watch it on iTunes. It's called Courageous. It's for $12 here in Australia. So I don't know if it was elsewhere, but um, no, it's a really, it's a really decent film. So if you ever experienced loss or experienced tragedy, like watch this. And like, um, again, like if you don't watch it, you don't have to watch it. Like it's just a um, this is what I find meaningful, and this is this mm-hmm. one today to to show why I chose it. But um, like no, every time I watch this film, it just shows that how lucky I am to have the have the years I've had with mm-hmm. And for those um, listening who are from the UK, um, you can actually find us on YouTube. You can also find us on Google Play uh, Movies and TV and Amazon Prime. But the purchase of two uh, two pounds forty nine. So yes. Mm-hmm. Is there no. was there, is there anything else uh, further to this um, topic before we move on? No, the, the um, no, the, the best thing in the movie. It's um, I think it's halfway in the film. Oh, I'll I'll pull up the scene. Too bad I can't sh- video share or stereo, but um. Basically, um, halfway in the film, um, Mitchell and Shane, he's one of the other characters, they pick up a new new friend of theirs called Harvey. They do um a thing where um they'll go on to lunch and then because they're cops, they'll Todd pick up a um a drug deal on the way to lunch. So they had to mm-hmm. get Harvey <laughs> to act as a as a as a drug as a drug kingpin. And I'm so funny as I said. Yeah, we've got a good leader, good leader of the Snake Kings in the back. We said, Snake Kings, I'll do a Snake Kings. So, because he's, um, <laughs> because he's Mexican, he'll say, everything he wants for lunch in Mexican. So, it's like, he'll say, I want, I want waffle fries in Mexican. So, he like, always wants to kill me. And then he'll say, like, Snake Kings, and like the whole time, <laughs> the, the actual drug, the, the drug dealer. He didn't know that he was just a regular guy. He was scared. <laughs> so if you're just so <laughs> courageous, Snake Kings on YouTube is so funny. It's so funny. <laughs> I laugh every time I watch it. <laughs> mm, lovely. So it's Courageous lovely. Snake Kings. It's about five minutes long on YouTube or whatever you watch it from. It's so funny. It's brilliant. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. it makes you it makes you happy. It seems like, to be honest, it is, mate. No, it's a beautiful film. Like it goes for everything. It goes for comedy. It goes for drama. It's it's a perfect film. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Do you want to move on, or do you want to continue with this topic? No, let's move on, mate. Move on to the last one that I've chosen. Yes. Okay. So usually when we um usually to close the show on tea time is the wildcard subject. So 
what this means, guys, um, is um, I passed the baton on to the special guest, which happens to be Aussie Warrior tonight or this morning over in Down Under. And yes. this is basically, this is basically, he can uh, talk about anything he wants to close the show. So it could be anything he wants to um, talk about, um, be mindful of uh, to you guys. Um, any avocation, any awareness that he wants to bring on onto tonight's show, uh, anything at all, really. So, um, Aussie Warrior, take it away. What is your wildcard subject to close the show with? Um, show with? Uh, the first, well, my last one is um, men's mental health. Because um, look, we all know that that men are supposed to be like um, well, like I've, I'm I'm I'm, I'm saying this about you, Pelo, but all like most men are known to be like um. Like hard, like, like hard men are supposed to not reveal their feelings, but um, according to the statistician, it's it's from Beyond Blue. It's a um, it's just it's one of those um, like support services here in Australia. It's mostly a saying that um, one in eight men, yes, seven of like um, blokes which are men in Australia make an average seven out of nine every suicides every single day in Australia. So this is just from men. Who keep on bottling up their feelings inside? So, so like um, so what um initiative they done in Australia? It's it's called Are You Okay Day. Especially just means um because um well here in Australia, where are we um okay? There's a direct quote from a government here in a side here in, in Australia. Where are we um? Okay um where are we? Uh, most of us saying that that men are more, men are more. Where are we? Sure, I didn't get it. Um, most of us said men are men are less likely to seek help than women when experience mental health problems. So that's just like like men like men try to keep it all boiled inside at the end of the day, but more like it's hard to see everyone that um. And then what's amazing? Well, they actually have an actual. It's called Men's Line in Australia. It's um they offer, they offer men in Australia like um like free telephone con- counseling, free free online counseling mm-hmm. for for men that that just need time to break away. And it's it's a like the Spend Line. They help everything from anxiety to anger to depression to stress. No, it's a, it's a it's an amazing thing because well. Like at the end of the day, like it's, it's like here in Australia, like I'm, like everyone expects it's the women that that um the women that that want to give a feeling. So with me doing this, this is my own way of trying to trying to help my mental health by doing this by mm-hmm. by bringing this up. No, it's and then a statistic according to the Australian Institute of Family Studies, its actual government website. Despite men making up more than three quarters of death by suicide in Australia, a quarter of men say they would not seek help from anyone with mental health concerns, according to research released by the Australian Institute of Family Studies. So it's the um, in Venice saying among the younger cohort, boys ten to fourteen years old, anxiety is the most commonly reported mental health disorder. More than in young men, so. Men less aged than 57, depression is most common, steadily increasing in prevalence as men get older, from from 7% as 15, 17-year-olds to 13% in adulthood. So 
basically saying like every man that's listening to live now on stereo or well every well man and non-binary sorry sorry Paolo <laughs> but everyone listening either now live on stereo or when Paolo puts this on of a of a stream of our um, podcast sites but um mm-hmm. everyone listening like you don't have to keep a bold inside you can speak to you can let it out guys you don't have to be tough to prove that you're tough like um the reason I'm here is to tell my story and like I'm 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 a strong so I have to be tough but being here like actually shows that I'm willing to bear my soul and actually willing to well be weak for once so we don't have to be strong all the time now, guys. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And was that, would you, would you, um, okay, so you bring up men's mental health as your wild cards. What advice would you give to those listening as well as those who will be listening on streaming site? What advice would you give for those who are struggling right now with their mental health? Well, just find someone you can trust saying, I need help. Like, um, or just search on your, search on Google, like, um, here in Australia, like, um, men's line offer free counseling for men that's suffering like depression, stress, anxiety, but you know, just, just talk to someone, just talk to someone, mm-hmm. tell them what you're feeling and, and, like in the day, like you just, you just have to be your soul. Like you don't have to be tough to be tough. Hmm. Hmm. I totally agree with that. I'm gonna tell. Uh, I just want to share with you. So I'm current. I'm. You obviously know that. Um. I review RuPaul's Drag Race, which is That's mostly. Yeah, mostly um, drawn for the LGBT plus community, but it's for everyone really. Like even. You, such as yourself, who is a Christian, um, heterosexual, um, shall we say, um, can watch it themselves as well. But I'm, I've just started watching, uh, which was released last year, the Holland version, and there's this, um, there's this queen who's called um, Madam Madness, um, who basically uh, um, openly admitted and even cried during commentary by a sharing this that they were they were um told that crying was for women and crying having that release that needed release uh, led them to depression because they they suppressed themselves because they were always told oh because you're a man you can't cry you can't talk about your feelings and they were suppressing themselves throughout the years and they broke down during commentary because they were like like, if you need that cry, if you need to share that mental health, even if you're heterosexual, homosexual, whatever that that is, go go and talk to someone. Tell them, tell them, can we talk? Can can I share with you, like how I'm feeling? Because they, they Madam Madness said it correctly. They they were suppressing themselves and it led to depression you know would you would you um would you agree with them you may of course yeah but that's the same thing to say in australia like um yeah it's like um being men was told to be be tough be be the hard man but yeah 
like you know, definitely agree with what what, they, what you said about that, that person from Holland, mate. It's like it's because every man's supposed to be like 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 I said, hard bread, but but at the end of the day, like we like we are still susceptible to to break down if we basically like so so us being like um think of us as a kettle. If we get too full, which will just explode from the steam. So at, at the end of the day, like it just like I said. They can talk to anyone. So can, they can talk to your neighbor, talk to your your best friends, talk to someone, so you can relieve relieve all the um stress. Because because of my mum, she died from stress. So like um at, at the end of the day, like it just gets to like um like guys like every like man or non-binary. Sorry, Paolo. You can you can just you can let it go. You can speak to, like men can cry. Like you, you, you don't have to be tough. Mm-hmm. Because, well, because you now that, well, now there's this this drag, there's RuPaul's Drag Race down under there. Oh, they released yesterday. I gotta watch that shit. <laughs> no, like, no, but but at the end of the day, in, in the day there, gentlemen, and or oh, non binaries, like you don't have to be tough to be tough. Mm-hmm. But I would was I would essentially say as well, like all people. Um, especially women themselves, any any type of person should get help as well. But I do I do see your awareness when it comes to um, men trying to get help because, like I said, like um, 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 Madness said, um, they were always told, "Oh, because you're a man, you can't was it share your feelings, you can't have a good cry because you're so, you are put in this box where was it." you are told to be tough and you are told was it to be acted like this and this is this is the re- and this is the thing i've learned during life like i've been taught like people have told this um to myself throughout life but i've told myself throughout um like recently that shall we say i like to break the rules i like to break the rules when it comes to this whole stereotypical uh, agenda of people saying oh I'm, I'm not allowed to cry i'm not allowed to share my feelings like fuck that shit you know if you need help if you need a good cry if you need to say something and if you need that release if you need was it um that help that you certainly need do it you know because at the end of the day like god knows where you're gonna end up like you know God knows if you're going to end up in rehab. God knows if you're going to end up committing suicide. God knows if you're like, like anything really, anything that's going to cause um, damage towards your mental health. Um, any thoughts of like wanting to kill yourself? Like it's really that mindset is really harmful and very dangerous. No, of course, you're like in my life. I've had that stage where I wanted to. Um... I wanted wanted to give my give my life away, but yeah, yeah. But end of the day, like it, it, it just takes you to open your soul up. Like, it, like you just talk, just talk to someone. But after that, you'll feel a whole lot better. Like it's just like, like it's just, it, it, it's five minutes. Like, it, like it takes five minutes for your friend to ask, "Are you okay?" Yeah, that's mm-hmm. why in Australia, that's why in Australia, when when, when something bad happens, we wear a, a black band around our our arms. So, for example, um, like if a result when um, when it comes to are you okay day, 
like it always like it comes across this is on the radio like um Arsha made if he's all right so it's just this little thing so I'm like oh are you are you right do you want to talk how you going so it's just it's just um talking to your friend or or your colleague saying like yeah, it's like I said like you don't know I don't know if they're suffering until you ask him you, you just don't know mm-hmm and I also I also like to pinpoint as well those that um I've noticed like over the years those who are usually quiet those who like even if there are people that you don't necessarily enjoy coming across to and you notice that they're not the same person Guys, just like ask them, even if um, even if you don't enjoy their company, ask them if they're okay. Because at the end of the day, you didn't, you never know what they're going through until you ask them. You know, yeah, it, 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 it's just it's just three words. Are you okay? Mm-hmm. Like it's all it takes mm-hmm. is three words. So open a conversation. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Is there anything else you want to discuss before we close the show? That is all, Mr. Paolo. That is all. So, guys, give it up for my special guest today. It is Aussie Warrior. (laughs) How was your tea time experience? Oh, mate, it's the, um, it's opening up. It's the, um, like, like I just said, like it's it's the it's the giving. It's, I open my soul to give my story. Like, mm-hmm. like, like I said, like, like we just covered just then. Like it's it's one thing to open it up. So what I've done today is like it's just to, like to share my my story. Hopefully, it can help others that have lost love, lost loved ones to move on, like I have. Oh, I love that. I love that. Before we before we leave you guys, we're gonna play the final ditties and we are gonna leave you and love you guys. So let's play these messages from Mikey. Hey, I just wanted to say thanks for sharing um your story and um about your mum and I wanna just send my condolences. Um you know, you're a great guy, so I'm sure she'll be so proud of you and everyone loves you here. So yeah man, thanks. Cheers, Mikey, thanks, mate. Yes. Another one from Mikey. Also, I respect you, Nate, even though you support Rangers and Tottenham. Shame. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you, Mikey. Thank you, Mike. You're a good guy. You actually there, Mikey. support Tottenham. <laughs> yes, I do, Mike. We do, I do. That's so funny because that's so funny because my brother actually supports Tottenham as well, you know. Mike, with ultimate bottlers, Mike. Ultimate bottlers. <laughs> We lost two 0 last week to Man City. You should see when you should see my brother when he watches football like with his friends. He's like, "Tottenham shit." <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh goodness gracious! I mean, I don't watch football, but I I like to shout abuse to them just for the shits and gigs, you know. <laughs> no, mate, don't we all? Don't we all? <laughs> yeah. Don't we all, mate? <laughs> okay, we have one from Voice Man. Oh man, I think I just missed the first part of tea time. <laughs> Unfortunately, like, you have. We make listen back on here or where Pella posts it. Listen back to this. Yeah. 
Remember, it's going to be on streaming sites, Spotify, Tidal, Amazon, um, Amazon uh, Music, um, Apple Music, whatever. It's going to be on it, I'm sure. So, guys, give it up once again for Aussie Warrior, my special guest. Yes. Okay, before we leave you guys, let me tell you the next scheduling. So... My next tea time is happening tomorrow and we're going all the way from Scotland and we are going to find out the life of the life and times of Michael Yeoman. Yes, aka Stereo Mikey. I love it. And then after on the 5th of May, we are going to go across the pond to America where we are going to find out the life of Ukulele. As well, on the 6th of May, we are going to find out the life of Core. And then on 8th of May, we are going to find out the life of the spiciest Latina herself, Elis Pandose. And then on the 10th of May, we're going to find words of wisdom of the magical Brucia herself. It is Tiara the Greatest. Yes. So, Nate, I want to thank you once again for coming on Tea Time and sharing your story with me. I really do appreciate it, by the way. No worries, man. Thanks for having me on. Yes. Okay, guys. We are leaving and loving you. So have a good morning. Have a good afternoon. Have a good evening, wherever you are. And guess what, bitches? Stay spicy, okay? <laughs> Bye, guys. Bye, Nate. Bye. It's okay, man. Have a good one. <laughs>